podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scouts' weekly podcast, brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Ryan from Football Chatbox. Let's scout the game week. Double game week 34 is currently ongoing, with only one more game to go before the game before game week 35. To talk about all of this, I'm joined by the return of Chaza Roberts uh, from the FPL Addicts podcast. How are you doing, mate? Good, thank you, Ryan. Thank you very much for having me back on your podcast. I'm excited to dive into game week 34. Yep. And see what we can take out of the fourth last game week of the season. Yep, exactly. So we'll be discussing all of that. We're supposed to have, I think, Chris as well, but maybe he appears, we'll see. So if you hear another voice randomly uh, in the middle, it's probably from Chris. Uh, but yeah. And he's definitely a scouser, so it's easy to identify. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's get moving. Um, so we are back to what is a normal game week, uh, but it's definitely a game week that we are expecting some rotation to hit. Um, so let's start straight with the first four games in the early kickoff that managers are hoping... Awesome league team news. Um, let's start with City. They face Leeds at home. Uh, a new Leeds under new manager, Big Sam, is back. Uh, but it's a game before they travel to Spain to face Real Madrid in the Champions League semi-final. Now, usually this would be a good game for our City assets. But are we expecting some rotation to hit? And who do you think are at risk? And who could be a good punt for this game? I think in this game, Alvarez starts up top with Haaland. Mm-hmm. I think Haaland only plays 60 minutes, but within that time, I see him scoring the goal. With Leeds under Big Sam, I think I'll be so much better defensively, especially I know he only has four games to mm-hmm. try and save him, but within the first half an hour, 40 minutes, Sam Allardyce will tell his side to really contain Man City. And it was evident this morning by West Ham that it's definitely doable. It's just more of a second half where I feel City could break away and score a couple of goals. Now Haaland doesn't have the incentive to break a record in terms of golden boot material. Potentially the motivation becomes less for the Norwegian. Hmm. As I reiterate, I think he still scores a goal and then he gets subbed off, maybe getting one to two bonus points. In terms of punts that are really good for this game, he came on with 15 minutes to go. I reckon Phil Foden's a really good shout. Mm. Last season in their 7 0 home win, he managed to score a goal and assist. And from what I can record, was two bonus points. He mm. got a double digit return. Mm. Yeah, I think Foden is actually a pretty decent shout, to be honest. Given that he didn't start the last two games, and given that Grealish has started like quite a lot, I think now in a stretch. I'm expecting Grealish to probably get a rest, most likely. So I won't be surprised if Foden actually starts in that spot. Um, Harlan, I mean, he's still, at the end of the day, he's a striker, right? He still wants goals. The question is, will he start, will he not? I think that is something we kind of have to wait and see. Alvarez was someone who was talked about. But when I was watching that game, he did seem to pick up like a knock. Now, I don't know how what the extent of that knock is. Um... But if he starts, would he be someone considered for like a captain's shout as well? If, let's say, Harlan is not starting. Harlan doesn't start. Alvarez captain's share. Based on his budget, I'll follow a premium budget yeah. policy. Hmm. I don't think he'll be worthy of a captain's share against mm-hmm. Leach. Okay. There's definitely merit in the argument. In terms of his next play, I'll mention I'm not, he's not relevant for captaincy, yeah. but I wanted to touch base on Jack Grealish again, how yeah. he started a lot of games. A lot of a te- It's a huge testament to him yeah. because his form has seriously picked up big time ever since the World Cup has ended. He's turned into a completely different player for Man City. He had last season to adjust under Pep Guardiola's regime, which took a long period of time, but now he's certainly found his feet. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he looks, he looks pretty thre- threatening as well. Like link up play with Haaland is really good as well. Um, that's why I'm like, I'm wondering whether he'll actually play this game or not, because it's it's a very important game, the Champions League final against Real Madrid. Um, yeah, what about Kevin De Bruyne too? Because I found out really odd how he wasn't in the squad for both games. So he's apparently picked up a knock. 
um but we don't know what the extent of that knock is now i have also thought that there is a possibility that maybe pep gives him some minutes because do you really want to take in a kevin de bruyne who hasn't played for more than a week straight into a champions league semi final without giving him a few minutes maybe i don't know depends on pep does he want to risk kdb if he's not fully fit i don't know depends on all of that if you have kdb would you sell kdb or would you keep kdb it's a hard one because i got kdb last game week and yeah. he did not rock up one yeah. bit yeah and the other option no so i was out of reach of mo salah it's a hard one i feel if you got the opportunity to roll you would roll because no matter how many minutes the boy gets he could still get a return against leeds yes that's true mm. yeah yeah fair enough i think if you have the rest, like if you have a decent bench to come in come in as well just in case he doesn't appear then i think you probably keep him because still good option and then obviously double in 37 as well that's coming up so still a pretty good player to have um okay so that's city let's move on to chelsea now will chelsea get the magical 40 that should see them safe of any relegation questions but the quick, well, but the key question that i have as a kepa owner is will chelsea be able to keep a clean sheet they do have I'm a double cup yeah, go ahead as well i felt if you asked this side halfway through the season i would be confident chelsea keeping a clean sheet but it's not more chelsea losing their stability i think a lot of credit does go to bournemouth's attack they've managed to win six of their last nine games and they're playing a really good brand of football taking it against quality opposition too for instance you saw them i think it was a come from behind victory they managed to beat tottenham away from home as well So I think Bournemouth score hmm. but out of this game I think Chelsea get a win or a draw. Ooh, okay, fair enough. That doesn't sound great as a Kepa owner to be honest. Uh but I'm on myself, don't worry. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um the next one is so they do have double coming up in game week 37, but is it worth bringing any Chelsea players given their double since the double isn't easy as well. And also we've joined we've just got Chris who's joined us as well. Welcome Chris. Um walking Miami cap I think it. <laughs> we are <laughs> we are on the topic of Chelsea right now. Um and like I was asking would any Chelsea assets be worth bringing in ahead of double game week 37 even though the double is not the easiest. Well, what a what what a to- topic to to kind of bring me in on Chelsea. Chelsea it's not a it's not the most fun is it as a Chelsea fan or in FPL because people have been stung so much um by Chilwell and Reece James and you know obviously even Havertz and Felix at times but they've got that double um I really don't think it's worth worth the pain I think that's what it is Ryan the pain of of what you'll suffer with the you know City away and and Man United away Obviously, I know you're a United fan, so you'd expect United to pick up the points in that one. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going there personally. I'm I'm not looking there. I'm kind of set with my doublers. Um, so I have to say, and yeah, I hope this doesn't come around to bite me, but I have to say they're in the void for me. And I, I really can't suggest to people because I would really be just um just doing it for the sake of doing it. I really don't think there's anyone that's either nailed or will bring you know a haul and stuff like that. Well, yeah. I'm with Chris here. I would avoid ever since Frank Lampard has come in. Oh, I really wished him the very best prior to his first game taking over, but right now I've shot on confidence at the moment. Chelsea, they've got some young players which they would need to keep in the squad for the coming years, and I'm sure the board are confident in that. But their regime and the way they play at the moment, it's just does not marry up to what the club ambitions are for the rest of the season I got no doubt I'll just avoid altogether there is one guy who I was surprised he got subbed off early against Arsenal the other day and I thought he looked really good on the pitches uh Nani Majoreke I'm not sure if I, hey, you mm, pronounce yeah. it correctly such as that but I thought he looked really good yeah but the thing is like is that just enough because we still need goals right i mean chelsea have finally got a goal so they're sorted for this month's goal of the month uh, competition <laughs> uh, but to be honest yeah. 
it's not looking promising. Now I have Kepa. I think I'm happy to kind of keep Kepa just because of the same points and whatnot. I'm this game, and I'm doing the exact same yeah. as Kepa. Yeah, I, I, you can tell why I'm last in the FPL podcast league. <laughs> Addicts pod. There's good reasons for it. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I think because I I'm happy to keep Kepa. I don't see too much upside from other keepers that's worth actually taking a hit to move him out for. But yeah. yeah. You didn't get Edison by any chance, no, did no, you? No, no, no. Okay, good, good, no. good, good. That that I knew that was a that was a hard avoid. <laughs> didn't trust City <laughs> defense, to be honest. But yeah, um, okay. So that's Chelsea. Let's move on to Wolves, who face Aston Villa, and some managers who have Watkins are faced with the question of: Do you keep Watkins for this fixture, or move him out for a Newcastle striker in, let's say, Callum Wilson? What do you guys think? Keep or sell? I'll go ready first. Oh, put me on the spot. Um, no, that's fine. I, I, I think um, I think Newcastle are still looking amazing at the minute in terms of from an attacking point of view. The defense is, you know, it seems to have crumbled. And I think the start was it fourteen. They've not kept the clean sheet for fourteen games or something. So, you know, it's all about the attackers at the minute. Um, you've got the likes of Isaac and, and Wilson who are thriving. Um, Wilson probably unexpectedly more 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 than anything because Isaac looks looks so good and I think um, people brought Isaac in because he he seemed like the more the minutes guy mm. um, but yeah Wilson Wilson's killing it uh, I think for me I'm just at the moment edging Wilson I think over Isaac or but Isaac. in terms of Watkins would you yeah would you play Watkins this week or would you move Watkins out given that it's the fixture sorry do you know moves. what. I, I've I've got sucked into the Newcastle talk. I'm, like, I'm going on about Newcastle here. We're talking about we'll Uli, come to Newcastle. Uh, we'll come Watkins. to Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. But um, for for Villa, I mean, I've got Watkins. Yeah. I've got Watkins. Um, and it's a tough one because I'm thinking of benching him. I'm not really sure because I think I think I think the City game is really interesting. Uh, I don't want to go away from Watkins too much, but just mm. I think that factor matters because. Haaland could get benched with them having the Champions League. They play Leeds who look down and out. So I'm kind of like, based on my team, I'm thinking of benching Watkins because I've got Haaland, Alvarez and Grealish. Oh. Um, if we get any early City you know, news, any team leaks and so on, uh, then I'll maybe consider playing Watkins instead. Um, but for the meantime, I think, I think for me, I think he's going to be first on my bench, which... I've already suffered the pain of that, as you know, Chazza. I've already been I benched. I think it was all three Villa guys uh, in game week. Okay, what game week was this now? Uh, I think it was the one where where Watkins got his fourteen point fourteen points. Uh, so I'm not sure which which game week. Uh, that was, sixteen but, against Newcastle. Uh, it was yeah no yeah sixteen 31. yeah it was yeah. game, uh, game Jack would have let you know about that the next morning yeah. So I benched Martinez, Watkins, and Mings, uh, and obviously Watkins oh. absolutely smashed it. So I hope I'm not in that situation again because Wolves are so hit and miss. You never know. Watkins has he's been terrific this season. Um, a lot sort of his stuff he's done has been unexpected by people. Mm. Um, yeah, that's how I look at it in the minute. I think I don't know. I think benched. You think that's a bit well? A bit I, risky, I've, boys? I've got Watkins. I'm starting him, but then that's because my question yeah. is like. I have Martin Elias first bench. And we'll get to Arsenal because I have a question on that as well. But I think Ma- given the way Wolves got hammered, now I don't think they'll get hammered as much, but Villa still have something to play for in terms of... You know, I would football. hold Watkins too for this game week. If it was 36, I would swap to Wilson because Newcastle have a double. Yeah, I think that's where my mind was before when you were talking about oh, Watkins. Okay. I was already yep. thinking about the next move and yeah. so on. But for this week, it's, it's not... It's not. Um, I don't think anyone could argue that you could start him with this fixture. I think he is a good start. If 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 there's no other problems in your team and there's no one else that you prefer to play, um, I'd definitely be starting him. Um, and and it wouldn't surprise me if come you know Saturday with the deadline uh, that I'm I'm putting him in my first eleven because there's been you know some deadline news with fixtures. There's there's I think four three o'clock kickoffs, mm. um, and we might. You know, maybe get some early team news and the way Pep is behaving at the minute with the Edison stuff, and the you know, we, we could see you know some of those guys bench. So I might find him in my in my first eleven. But yeah, I mean, as you said, Ryan, starting him, I, I wouldn't go against anyone at all doing that. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Chaz, anything else to add on to that? Oh. 
Nah, that's all for Watkins. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. The final game out of the four is Spurs versus Palace. Okay, I'll ask the same question that I asked for Watkins. Keep Kane or sell for a Newcastle striker? Okay, I'll start off with this first because I've been a passionate man for Harry Kane, surprisingly, even as an Arsenal fan. And as we're currently in the process of bottling the league, I would not sell. I think he can score against each of his remaining sides for come rest of the season, even away against Aston Villa. It didn't occur last time at home come New Year's Day, but I did feel he was unlucky on the occasion. In addition, he scored a brace away at Crystal Palace in January, just a few days later, so watch out for that. He has an exceptional record against London-based sides. Plus, he scored against Brentford on Boxing Day, and I think he would have scored against Leeds too. I'm doing that without checking because he's that phenomenal of a striker. So I wouldn't sell. For next week, that's a tough one. I, If you're intending to go for an upgrade in other areas, you'd have to make sacrifices elsewhere. Because of this, I would understand selling Kane. But in general, I don't think I would at all. Fair enough. Chris? It's, it's a tricky one. It's a bit of a juggling act at the minute in terms of if you have Kane because we've got double double game week in 36. We have the Newcastle um, and the Brighton doubles in that week. Then we have more doubles again in 37. I think four teams. We mentioned Chelsea before, along with Manchester United, Man City, um, and uh, and Brighton as well. So it's tricky. It's tricky. It does take up value. But then again, we've always said that uh, money isn't an issue with our teams this year. You know what I mean? But I think there's, for me, I think there's other there's other gains to be made in these mm-hmm. next, uh, probably next three weeks, would you say? Um, I know that Spurs play Palace at home. So it's a nice enough fixture. You know, you could see Kane doing well. He's, as as Chaz has said, he's continued to do well all season. Uh, even against, against Liverpool, he did that as well. So, I think I think I think it if you need to get him out this week or if you can get him out this week if there's no other fires you know I know a few people are potentially rolling this week just so they have they've got the transfers for next week so I think actually I think I'd go with the latter I think I'd go with the latter if you can keep him for this week roll and then maybe move him out I, I would say for the doubles that are coming up in 30, 36 and 37 uh 38 is the one where people are going to be going okay there we go. Do we want Son? Do we want Kane? Leeds fixture. We expect him to haul. Then fair enough. You want to bring him in then because it's the last game of the season. You know, uh, everything's kind of near enough done by then. Uh, but yeah, f- for now, hold this week. Move out, as I say, for 36, 37. Mm, okay. Now you brought up Son as well. He has, in the last few games, got a bit of form back. Would he be a decent punt? Don't see why not. Um we, I think we've all missed it this season. We, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've missed as bad as Spurs have been, and as enjoyable as that's kind of been for a, for a neutral and and so on. Um, I've missed that. I've missed it. Salah's Salah's. I mean, I think it was almost like Salah and Son were on par at the beginning of the season. Everyone was like shocked how bad they were performing, but Salah's obviously kicked on and he's kind of done a bit of a Harry Kane ticked along, and then as of late started getting his hauls. Um, but yeah, Son. Uh, you know, we want to see that smile on his face after he's just scored, you know, a brace or put on top corner or something like that. And I think that, you know, if, if you're chasing rank or whatever, um, I think if you got him in, I, I think it's a similar situation, really. I don't think it's a priority move for this week and especially with the doubles coming up. But as I say, for that 38 fixture, if you want to just go for it, you know, you get Son in maybe instead of Kane uh, mm. because obviously both of those are they're both 11 million plus. It's a lot of money to take up with two of those in there. That you know, the more premiums you had have, the more difficult it is to kind of get a better team. So yeah, I think it's a it's a wait, um, a wait for now for me for Son. Okay, hundred yeah, percent considered. Uh, Chazza, anything on Son? I'm with Chris. If you're chasing Mank, I think yeah. he's a good shout for the rest of the season. Yeah, the fixtures there especially. He does have a good record against Crystal Palace, from what I know too. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think Sun, yeah. if you're like, again, this, I said this on the podcast on my channel as well, it was like, if you're like 500k and like even higher in like in the ranks, I think it's not a bad idea to kind of like 
mean, you have nothing to lose, I feel like. And he's not going to be highly owned. So don't really mind it. But again, not like you mentioned, not a priority move because no doubles. But the fixtures are still pretty good, to be honest. Cool. Um, so that's the first four games. Let's move to Liverpool. Now, it's the third game at home against a Brentford team. Um, there has been some rotation uh, to Liverpool in the last two games. And also Jota seems to be having a back issue. Uh, but it's still coming off the bench. Chris, what's the update with Liverpool and who do you think starts in the front three this week? Oh, tricky question. We've got an abundance of, of, of strikers at the minute, so many options, um, and they're all playing really well. I mean, even Nunes, after not really starting much recently, uh, chipped in last night with getting the penalty for Salah. Uh, it's it's so tricky. It makes it much more difficult in FPL. And we're all eager and we're all keen to kind of know what what the managers are going to do. And, you know, when it comes to press conferences, they don't really give much away. So it does make it tricky. I think I think if you are going with, obviously, what seems like the template, you know, it's Trent and Salah. And then you want to pick that third spot. Um, Liverpool don't have any more doubles. So it's whether that does appeal to people or not to have that extra Liverpool guy. Um, we have got the momentum and the form and so on. And we... You know, we've got some good games coming up as well, you know, like you're saying about Spurs fixtures. So for me, although he didn't play last night, although he he started on the bench, Cody Gakpo, uh, I've really liked watching him. I think he's really good. He can play in a couple of different positions. Um, Jota, it's difficult because I think I think if I was going to pick anyone, Jota's the standout pick, I think, for me. I think Klopp seems to like him in that sort of central position. But as you say, with the injury situation, is he now going to, you know, sort of be a minute's risk? Uh, is he going to start coming on or come off a certain point? So it really, it really is difficult. I think um, I think the difference between those two is, is that we've all got so many midfielders, i.e., you know, whether it be Brighton, whether it be City, whether it be, you know, Man United as well. And these guys have got double fixtures coming up. So it makes it difficult then, you know, if you don't want, if you've not got Salah, say you want to put Gakpo in instead, but most people are going to always prefer Salah. So it does make it really, really tricky um, on the Nunes situation, you know, bringing him in, I, I would just avoid it. I've said this all season. I don't think he's ready yet. I don't, I really don't think he's ready to kind of like um, be scoring a load of goals, you know, that sort of situation to get points at the end of the season, like we said to, about Son. So I think it's between one of those two. If you're gonna if you're gonna get anyone, it's either Gakpo or it's either Jota. Um, a lot of people have already got Jota already, haven't they? Because they brought him in for this double, it didn't quite pay off because of this injury. So, uh, but they're the standout standout picks for me. I'd have to say for the remainder of the season, Ryan. If you had Jota, would you sell him though? <clears throat> no, I, w- I wouldn't sell him just because we've got the home fixture coming up, Brentford. Um, similar situation with the Kane, you know, holding for this week. If it's not a priority, especially with potential city rotation, um, it might be a case of, you know, it's better to kind of hold your transfer until next week and keep him. Um, so yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't sell him at the moment. If I'd brought him in for this double, I basically keep him for, for this week as well. Okay. Chaza, thoughts on Liverpool's front three? And I'll be honest, it's an absolute minefield at the moment. And the first person you asked on this is the exact right person. And personally for me, well, I'll give it a crack. I'm going to go, as much as I want Yota to start, because he's in my team, I don't think he will. So I'll go Gakpo. I'll go Darwin Nunes. I think he's slowly improving, but he's had a tough season overall. And, of course, Mo Salah. He's become Liverpool's best player all of a sudden. But but I must say, Trent's last five game weeks with an assist in each of them, that's quite outstanding in himself too. What is also outstanding, I know this is not podcast related, but I sort of listened to this as we were talking about Harry Kane, whether to take him out or not. There's some lovely ABBA music outside my hotel being blasted out at the moment. It's quite sensational to hear. I wish I could be part of the fun, but I've got a commitment to get to, and that is to obey with this. But I can't just say, that's a cracking time, whoever's <laughs> out there vibing with ABBA. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I, I've got Gakpo, so I'm happy with that, actually. I think it could be a decent punt this week as well, and he's a differential. Um, Jota, honestly, I, I know a few people who have him. I just don't know what to actually tell. Like, keep him, maybe he, he could be... Like, the upside is there. There's the minutes that are a problem at the moment. 
Um, but here's the thing. Would you move him out for Wilson, though, if you had the opportunity to do it? Oh, actually, I would. Probably won't make the transfer, but I would. I think if, if you're going to do it this week, if you've got no sort of fires to put out mm. this week, if you've got no moves that you're thinking, I need to do this, you know, a player's injured, suspended, whatever it might be, or, you know, as all of a sudden, you know, being frozen out of a team. I think this week on, on paper, um, you know, the Spurs fixture is attractive. Um, I think if you are going to go a bit punty, you say, uh, people did this for the double. Mm. And that was, uh, I don't know whether you say his name like this, Enciso. 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 Yeah, I went there yeah. for the free hit. Yeah. You went there? Yeah. 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 And I'm praying he does nothing tonight because my mini league rivals got him. Uh, and it's basically my McAllister, my Matoma v his Anthony for Man United and Enciso. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, but I really like the look of him. Scored an absolute, you know, beautiful goal the other week. Uh, looks young, looks fresh, looks hungry. Um, so I think for me, if you've got room for that, and you haven't already got three Brighton, um, I think he's someone. Mm. He is a striker, right? Yes. Am I getting this right? He plays striker slash left wing. But uh, I mean, in terms of FPL, he's, yeah, he's FPL a striker he's on a the striker. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there we go. There's your Brighton spot for your next two weeks as well. Um and he's cheap. So if you if you come down from Jota, who's about eight point something, eight point six, seven, yeah, yeah, eight point nine. Even there we go, nearly nine million. And I think in Cesar's about six million. So oh, he's four point six million. Yeah, he's even cheaper than that. Yeah, oh he's my. <laughs> exactly. There we go. There we go. You've got money, absolute fortunes, and your bank, and you know, and there you go. Then you're going into the double with yep. the potential to get Bruno Fernandez if you haven't got him, or you know, another City guy. It's. Uh, yeah, I like I like that one. To be fair, I'm quite I'm quite proud of myself. If you haven't got if you haven't got you know three Brighton already, then uh, he's one to look out for. I'd yeah, say. fair enough. I do agree. I think we were looking sensational in the last game as well. Um, mm. Now, do you see Liverpool keeping a clean sheet in this game? And is Trent someone still worth bringing in, even if they don't have a double up coming? Um, is Trent one? Yes, I think he's probably worth bringing in. But I do feel with other transfers from different players of certain sides, especially those who have a double, managers would prioritise them. Mm. In terms of them keeping a clean sheet, I think Liverpool win 2-1. Brentford find a way to score against the big sides. And they are the only team to beat Man City at Etihad this season. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Well, in fairness, Don Hutchinson mentioned it on the Optus Sport coverage this morning. It took me by surprise, but then when I realised, yeah, that's actually true. Fair enough. Yeah, that's the thing, because yeah. I'm looking for a defender move this week. I'm wanting someone who keeps a clean sheet. Probably keeps a clean sheet, can't guarantee, but yeah. Fair enough. I think, yeah. The thing I think is, if you're going to yeah. make, make mm. one this week, though, Ryan, I think, uh, I think realistically speaking... I think it's probably City. It's more than likely City or United. And I mean, yeah, that's what I'm I at. wanted to bring a United guy in this week, probably a defender. But I'm really torn between whether I bring in Shaw or Dallow. Um, well, that's our really... next topic, I think. Uh, yeah, coming uh, soon. Yeah, coming soon. Yeah. Not yet. But I'll, I'll answer that one that, that when we get to that. Because, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. also thinking. Um, okay, so we'll move and we'll get to that defensive topic again later. Uh, okay. Now, the big game in the game week sees Arsenal travelling to face Newcastle. Oh, no. <laughs> now, we've already touched on the Newcastle striker question, but let's touch on the defence first. Both teams here seem to be struggling to keep clean sheets recently. And I think, Chris, you mentioned one clean sheet in the last 14 for Newcastle. Um, and if you look at Arsenal's defensive numbers as well, it's gone quite poor recently. Um, and I also think Arsenal could be without both starting centre-backs as well with no Gabriel and Saliba, potentially, for this week. Wow. So let's start with Newcastle. If you have double Newcastle defence, would you move one out to make way for an attacker, even if the attacker was to, say, come in next week? Go on, Chazza. I'll, I'll put yeah. this one to you. I'll put this That's one to you, mate. With, with I love it. Being it. I love it. Lost. Please put yeah. me on the spot, like Dancing with the Stars and all of the other contestants. If you got two free transfers, I would move one defender out from Newcastle to an attacker. 
if it's for a hit, I personally wouldn't. Not this game week. I feel for hit-wise, you'd bring Newcastle assets in for their double in 36 because you have two chances for whichever players you like to bring in to provide returns. But if there's one player I think does fare well against Arsenal and has done in recent years, it's Callum Wilson. He scored against him in the corresponding fixture last season in Newcastle's 2-0 win from what I can recall. But it did end 0-0 at the Emirates after the new year. Mm. This is a very important game as well. I think if I'm not mistaken, last season as well, the Newcastle game was a pivotal moment for Arsenal in that season. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think it doesn't help two things really and, and that is the injuries that Arsenal have got mm. and the second one really is that Newcastle are at home we've mm. seen what they're you know they're capable of doing this season at home you know they were really 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 strong against Man United um, you know one was it 2-0 I think that game mm. so Newcastle at home completely different beast um, you know Arsenal great win against Chelsea but let's be honest you know no one's really going to take anything into account for that one. Chelsea have been uh, been so poor. So Arsenal were expected to win that one all day long. And I just I just think in terms of FPL and the moves that you're making, I think if you're setting yourself up for the double, you know, you're bringing a guy in, as you said, a Newcastle striker. Um, with this fixture in mind, the things that we're talking about, you know, um, that are playing into Newcastle's hands, I don't see the problem with it. I don't see an issue, you know, for a hit, it's difficult because at this point in the season, the season, the point differences between you know ranks and tables is so tight. Um, but I, I don't mind that. I don't mind Wilson or Isaac this week at all because I think, I think one potentially both could could haul against Arsenal. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. Especially because there's if there if both the centre backs are out and not going to be available, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it is. It is tricky. It is tricky because I think another th- another difficult thing about it is what if you bring the wrong one in? You know, what yeah. if basically you bring in Isaac and Wilson starts and the other way around? So that's the tricky thing about it that we've that we've got at the moment. They're not playing a four four two. You know, with both strikers in there, so you you know you you're going to win either way. So I think that's what I would say is that I'd consider it, but I wouldn't put it. You know, sort of up there. Try and avoid it if you maybe can, if anything, and wait. I think Chaza maybe said there, maybe wait, wait a week until the double. Yeah, fair enough. I th- <clears throat> I think me, I'm probably going to just do the Botman out move for this week, and then mm. look into 36 for Isaac because I already have. Sorry, not for Isaac for Callum Wilson. I already have Isaac alongside mm. Harlan and Watkins, and I think that front three this week alone is just enough. Um. Now, here's another question I have. If you had to choose between starting, let's say, an Arsenal attacker like Martinelli or Saka uh, over starting St. Isaac for Newcastle, who would you prefer to start? Because I've got Isaac and I've got Martinelli. Right now, Martinelli is sitting on the bench. Um, I would. I think if it was between Wilson and Martinelli, I'd start Wilson because he's had got a better goals per minute ratio mm. as opposed to Isaac, despite Isaac being in really good goal scoring form. It's a really hard one. But out of the two, I would back Martinelli on field. Mm. I yeah. think he can mm. rise on the occasions against a big side away from home. And it was epitomised in their away game at Anfield. He got a goal and assist in their two-all draw. I just feel he's got the responsibility on his shoulders. It was this time last season, I don't think he would be able to carry it with him, but this season he can. Not worried about the bench in last week or in the last game? Or was that just like a purely rotation? Just I think a pure rotation. However, his competition, Leandro Trossard, he's a big game changer for Arsenal. When he comes off the bench, he can score a goal coming off too. Hmm. It's a hard decision for Mikel Arteta. But it is also a hard decision for me trying to do this pod. And they are blasting the amazing <laughs> tunes outside my hotel at the minute. Crazy. We won't go on for too long then. That's <laughs> no, not that. Everyone's having a good time out yeah. uh, Fair enough. Okay, so, yeah, I think I haven't... I'm still not for, me, for me, I was, I was going to say, for yeah. me, Ryan, it's 
after what we've just talked about Newcastle Arsenal, yeah. and I'm sorry to say this, Jazza, I go with the Newcastle attacker all day. Yeah, I really do. Enough. Um I mean it's Isaac you've got, is it? Yeah, I've got Isaac. You play Isaac. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I mean there's a there's a risk for either for benching, yeah. probably more so Isaac. Yeah. But, you know, not starting the game because of Wilson's amazing form at the minute. But we've seen what Isaac can do from the bench as well. You know, yeah, he, exactly. he seems to get to get points this week and so on. And I think, I think as good as Martinelli is, I've loved having him. I've had him, I kept holding him. I think that, that period where people sold him and he got that goal right at the end of the game against mm. Villa. And then I think he hauled and got 26 points. It was either that week or maybe in the double, you know, so he's, he's, he's been, a, he's been so sort of underappreciated. I think, at, you know, to an extent, because Saka was doing so well. Mm. I just, I just think that Newcastle have got more momentum at the minute. Um, they want that top four place. Arsenal, although they're you know they're kind of still in the mix for the title, I think deep down, um, it's tease you know to lose now. Mm. I think so. So for me, Newcastle at home, you know, big energy, big crowd. Isaac in form. You know, you're taking a bit of a risk because Wilson could start, but you know you know i i'd i'd potentially consider that one i think there's more upside to that i won't be surprised if both of them start because i think Sean longstuff is injured or oh, i'm not sure what his injury status is at the moment so that could mean that jolinton actually moves into that midfield spot compared to playing at the left wing and we've seen isaac play left wing in the last game mm. maybe that yeah. is a possibility with callum wilson up front yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Something what 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 does what does what does you know? We always have that fight, that head over heart and whatever. Yeah. What what are you sort of what are you thinking at the moment? What I have at more? the moment. I've gone with Isaac, just because of the mm-hmm. fact that I feel it's the home game. Their numbers are really good as well, attacking numbers. Mm-hmm. That's the main reason. And also, if both Arsenal defense are out, that makes it even more appealing. That's the one of the main reasons. Yeah. Martinelli, like Chaza mentioned, Trossard is a really good option as well off the bench. So he, Martinelli also could be someone who has a minutes risk with like maybe 60 odd minutes or something as a possibility. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I don't know. It's it's a tough one at the moment. But yeah, I have to probably think about it a bit more. Mm-hmm. Would you start Martinelli over a Gakpo maybe? Or would you still prefer the Liverpool player? Yeah, I, th- I still think the Liverpool player. I yeah. think home fixture. Um, I'd go with Gakpo. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's going to be a tough tough fixture that one because Brentford, Brentford are a good good side and kind of we only won one nil last night. Mm. But if you look at if you look at the changes that were made, Nunes was playing instead. Henderson came back in. Curtis Jones is playing at the minute because Thiago's out and so on. So, I think for me, I think. With that being a tougher fixture, the Brentford one, I think Gakpo comes back in. Um, but I favour that one at home over Martinelli away at Newcastle. Just okay. it's very close that yeah. one. It's even closer than Isaac Martinelli yeah. that one, to be honest. Uh, but I potentially just favour that one. I think because the difference is, is is Martinelli is up against Trippier. Yeah. He isn't a bad defender, yeah. you know. I know he's good attacking, but he's one of the better fullbacks in the league, isn't he? So, okay. so yeah. fair enough. All right, next up, West Ham come up against Manchester United. Now, West Ham are another team with a semi final. In Europe this week, many people might have forgotten, but no, they do have a semi-final. Um, now, I'm thinking of probably moving Botman over to someone like Shaw, because I think there's a decent chance of a clean sheet for United this week, probably, I don't know. And they have a double in 37 as well. Now, you mm. mentioned about the uh, the Shaw or Dalot option. Now, we're recording this before the Brighton game. I will say now, I won't be surprised if Dalot is benched for the Brighton game. Just in the case where, let's say, you get Wambisaka starting up against Mitoma. And the thing is, as much as I don't want to start Maguire, he's going to play some game or the other somewhere. And in that specific <laughs> situation is where I'm wondering whether does Lindelof go to the bench or does Shaw move to left back? And I feel like the more likely situation is Shaw moving to left back and Dalot getting benched, probably. Mm. So I feel like Shaw is, at least for me personally, I feel like Shaw is the more safer pick. Yeah, well, yeah, I'd probably say I agree. Yeah, because he's able to play both positions. Yeah. But then again, then again, Dallo can play left back. Yes, that's so. Right. For example, so for example, if Wambasaka does come in tonight, he goes to right back. Yeah, they put Dallo left back. Shaw still stays centre back. Yeah, Lindelof. Could, yeah, it's just so, a Maguire factor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
it is tricky. I mean, I think I think for me, Ten Hag wants to stay consistent until yeah. obviously I think Varane, there's a chance he might come back at the end before the end of the season. But I think it's about consistency and not changing things too much. Um, I think you know, based on the opposition, like you're saying about Potoma, you need to kind of uh you know anticipate that a bit more. And I think Wambasaka is is a good choice to maybe put in against the likes of Matoma. Um and I think you know Shaw's He's probably your best best pick to get, if you're going to go with with Dallow or Shaw. I think you've got that right there, uh, Ryan. But yeah, United they need to keep the foot on the gas basically, and you know make sure that they get those points. Yeah. Hopefully not, but you know that's coming from a biased Liverpool fan. <laughs> we just need three wins. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chaza, why do you think United options defensively? West Ham, Man United, yeah. very interesting. I would transfer in short, but I don't see United keeping a clean sheet. I think he gets an assist in this game. Oh, West Ham have done okay against scoring against the big so-called big six sides at home this season. And they managed to claw a two-goal deficit against Arsenal to mm. make it a draw. Plus, I recall them scoring at home to Chelsea. I think this is a good window for them to put a bit of scoreboard pressure on the Red Devils, and mm. I think it's going to occur. Personally, I felt them against Man City before they got their run on after half time. I thought they played pretty well. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, defensively, I think they were in really good shape. Man City threw everything they could, and when they were on the attack, they went for the odd shot just mm. to rattle Stefan a bit and make him work for it. Yeah, fair enough. They did play well. I would agree with that. I'm just wondering, like, with the European semi-final coming up, I'm wondering how much Moyes will rotate. That's what I'm unsure about. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not a bad shot. They could still be pretty decent. Um, any thoughts on Bruno Fernandes? Mm. I th- for, are we talking about for 35, though? For um, that, for... Well, maybe not 35, but just going ahead after, in potentially even in the double. Yeah, go ahead, Chaza. You were going to say? I think Marcus Rashford is somewhat of a big priority. Yeah. Over Bruno at the moment. I just feel there's players, managers would rather prioritise instead of bringing Bruno in. I think Bruno's not a bad shout as a differential. But managers are looking at the bigger picture in other areas. Mm. Fair enough. For me, Bruno is 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 a buy. Mm. Um, you know, I think I think especially for for thirty seven. Um, I think the moves I've already planned for that is to take Salah out for mm. for thirty seven. Um, we we have got Villa at home. You know, Salah's probably going to return. But the thirty eight, which is good. At thirty eight, is good, and that's the thing. I'm probably going to be doing the hokey cokey. I mean. Yeah. You know, Bruno's got a good fixture in 38 as well against Fulham at home. But might be resting um, ahead of FA Cup final. But exactly, yeah. that, that's it. it. It's With that, if you've got fourth place sewn up, you know, it's Ten Hag rest, rest yeah. those guys and so on. Um, so, yeah, Bruno definitely has to be considered. Even the likes of, you know, Wolves at home in 36, you've got, I know it's not a double, but if you've got room to bring him in that in that fixture, mm. amazing. Um, but he has to be considered for the for the double against Bournemouth and, and Chelsea all day long, all day long. So, so yeah, um, I think other than Rashford, I think I think it's come to the point where having three United guys isn't you know it, it's perfectly fine. You know, if you want to go with that with the with the fixtures they've got and with the double they've got and so on. Um, but yeah, Bruno Fernandez, we always say about his his positioning. You know, where is he playing? Is he playing deeper? Is he playing on the right? Is he playing in that ten? which makes him more effective. And and I think that's the thing you have to assess. I think we look at tonight's game, as as you say, against Brighton, we'll get a good, you know, understanding of where he's kind of playing and so on. Um, and obviously the more the more of the squad you've got fit, Sabitza, Ericsson and so on, the likelihood is he'll be, you know, more attacking mm. than for you. So, so yeah, I think he's a great pick going forward. One thing for certain is his minutes are guaranteed. <laughs> Exactly. At this point. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think yes. he's he's like Chaza mentioned, he's a really good differential pick. The question in terms of prioritizing, I will have to see. It depends on everyone's squad. Because I don't have mm. City midfielders at the moment going 
into the double in 37. So I had to make a decision where I actually, who do I pick and like, am I willing to take too many hits or not? That's the thing. Because hits later in the season don't really pay off as much because there's not much time yeah. for it to pay off. So yeah. That's true. Um, true. Okay. Let's finally wrap it, wrap it up with the team um, that has two doubles coming up. Brighton face Everton. Um, and now that we've seen more games from Brighton, would you triple up on Brighton if you already haven't? Especially given their upcoming doubles aren't the easiest. And if you had to triple up, which three do you think would be the best to go for? Chaza? Matoma? As a differential, I'm not sure how often he starts, but I really liked Evan Ferguson of all players. If he's at home to Everton, he starts, then I think he scores a goal. And next one, Solly March. Mm. No defence. Interesting. Yeah, I thought about a keeper, but I think Brighton tends to concede a fair bit. Yeah, fair enough. And I think the upcoming doubles aren't anywhere where they're going to keep keeping clean sheets, to be honest. Mm. Yep. Chris? I don't know. I still I still like Brighton. Uh, I think I think they'll they'll score against Arsenal. Um obviously the Everton fixture is the, the standout one or the easiest one, if you like. Mm. I know I uh, Everton are fighting for something at the minute, but they're just so, so poor. And Brighton's XG and XGAs, you know, every game, the amount of shots they have on goal is uh, is just insane. I think I think they have been a little bit of a risk of burnout. Um, you know, and obviously rotation from the Zerbi as well because of the cup games and so on. Um, but I think not having you know, any Brighton guys. I mean, I, I personally have a Stupidan, McAllister and Matoma. Um, I'm not going to be moving away from any of them. I just don't see the point um, in trying to go for someone else. I know we mentioned in CISO before, but I think if you've got that luxury of that move, you know, you've only got two Brighton guys, then you could quite happily uh, or quite easily punt on him. Um, but yeah, I, I still like the 37 um, double. Southampton, mm. tasty fixture. Uh, and City at home, um, you don't know at that point whether City are resting players or not. You know what the plan is for them. Uh, they've got the cup coming up as well in terms of Champions League and then FA Cup as well. So, yeah, I, I still like that fixture. You would expect them to maybe concede in that one. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, a stupid hand to get an attacking return. You know, we we could we could quite easily see that. So. So quite happy. I'm quite happy having three Brighton players. Uh, and I think, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that with, with people if they've got three already or if they're looking to get three. Okay. Fair um, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Cool, cool. Cool. All right. Let's end it up with the captaincy. This is Chaza's captaincy corner at time. Um, Honestly, so... I'm not ready. I'm more <laughs> ready to join the crowd next door with the <laughs> songs that are going on, to be fair. Yeah. All right. Let me put out a few. Yeah. Options. As it's. Go ahead. So is this a poll or am I meant to answer this? Uh, no, so first, so let's consider two different scenarios. Let's say we get news that Haaland is starting. Would he be the best captaincy option? Even if he was to get, let's say, about 45 to 60 minutes. Yes. Okay. Now, if we get news that he isn't starting, who could be good options? <laughs> this this is where you struggle. This is I've looked at this already and it's so mm. difficult. But go on, Chaz. Add, uh, yeah, add, with Chaz's captain. I don't have him. I yeah. would go Harry Kane. My Salah, yes, based on his current form. And I feel like I'm missing someone dead obvious. Matoma, maybe not. like a Brighton, a Brighton player at home to Everton. Yeah, Matoma. Yeah, I go with Matoma. Numbers have dropped. Bit. That's so. No, we just speak about yeah. Watkins. I just checked my team. He's actually second on my bench at the moment. Oh. <laughs> Might want to change it. <laughs> Even I've said starters. Yeah. Oh god. Um, yeah. It's a tough one, right? Captains this week. Now, I I understand Salah, yeah, but yours? okay. Now here's the thing. I haven't now. I've watched a bit of Liverpool because of the players I own, but I haven't been fully impressed with Salah. If that makes sense. Because I don't know why every time I feel like when he's playing out wide, he's not as effective as an FPL asset, I feel like. Even though the last two ones were penalties, but is that enough for us to put the armband on him? Oh, it's a, 
yeah, it's automatic, isn't it? We all as FPL players, um, we sort of think, right, okay, after Haaland, yeah. it's Salah. Yeah, exactly. You automatically do that because yeah. of also previous seasons and so on. And I think I, I agree with you, Ryan. I think that at times this season, there still is games where he doesn't look quite on it and as yeah, sharp and as threatening. And, you know, you just think to yourself, I put it on Salah and he does nothing, and it feels like such a waste of captaincy this week, you know, in a week where you want to kind of maybe make some ground if you can. But the, the fixtures are, and the situation, I think that's what it is, more so with City, um, makes it, you know, so so much more difficult to kind of pick someone, a standout one anyway, after Haaland. Um, there's arguments that you could go for one of you, the City guys, if you've got another attacker. Um, I think you said... Alvarez is one. Um, I wish I'd have brought him in this week, um, but I didn't. But yeah, I think I think Alvarez could be considered. You could look at Alvarez, and other than that, I think it's Salah. But as I say, Bright Brighton guys, the game's so far away. It's on the Monday, and that's that's waiting for your captain until then. It's always going to be horrible because you've seen everyone else. The captain, whoever majority of people anyway, will have. And you kind of just praying, you know, you've not got enough points on the board. You're praying your captain does well on that Monday. So that's that's it for me. I think other than that, if you want to go a bit more punty and you're thinking, do you know what? I've got City News, uh, Team League News. You know, Harlan's not starting or there's a couple of other players benched. Um, you could quite happily or easily go to Isaac if you're feeling brave. <laughs> if you're feeling brave. Sorry about that again, Chaz. I feel like uh, Arsenal are taking a lot of a lot of beating on this uh, this podcast, but I don't know. I I think I think that could be a a good game to to kind of go a differential captain. Fair enough. So going to be yeah. interesting interesting deadline stream for me. <laughs> yeah, actually, with... there is there is another one. There is yeah. another one actually. I, you know what? And and we we talked about United guys as well actually. And I think am I right in saying all all th- all three of us have got Rashford? Yes. Yeah, Chazza still got Rashford. Yeah, yeah I do. Could be. Well, yeah. it's Rashford. It's Rashford, genuine option. Yeah, yeah, Rashford. Could be the only thing, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I think it's a. Is it an away game? Yeah, it is away. Yes. It is away on the That's Sunday. That's the one thing I'm slightly worried Seven o'clock. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, fixtures usually change things. Like, uh, if they do well against Brighton, I might be convinced a bit more. The my only yeah. worry why I haven't thought about Rashford is I feel like United are still limping over. In terms of results, but mm. having said that, every time I watch them, every first half they're really good. They create so many chances they just can't finish for some reason. Mm. Uh, we saw that yeah. in the Villa game as well, and then the second half they just like got ca- like limping over to try and get three points. Um, could be a decent option because now Sufal pulled his hamstring in the City game, so he's probably going to be out. I don't know. Could be a decent option. We'll see. I, yeah, yeah. I, uh, that is a possibility as well. When I've captained him before, he hasn't really let me down. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think we're going on reliable players because yeah. we were talking about punts. We were talking about Brighton and wait until the Monday. We were talking about Isak because you know, uh, you know, all the Newcastle stuff. We were saying being at home and so on. But realistically speaking, I think I think then if we're going to go template and so on, I think the majority of people, if they're not captain Hall, and they're going to probably go. With Salah or Rashford, yeah, most likely that, that 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 would be the most likely sort of scenario, wouldn't it? So yeah, um, better food for thought, I suppose, Ryan. Okay, fair enough. Things to consider. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. So before we end, we do have some community questions, so I'll read them out now. Some interesting ones as well, I should add. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's start off. Let me actually bring it up uh, with. First one is from Gigi, which is who's more likely to start uh, for 35 to 38 for Wolves, Totti or Bueno? Uh, I've answered this. Yes, go ahead. What did I type up in the airport after realizing I went to Ravon Airport stop? Long story cut short, I realized I went to Ravon Airport stop. Anyways, so it was a hard one, this. Bueno started in the last two game weeks. Six goals conceded, but banked a clean sheet against Palace Totti. Zero points in his last three. One game he conceded two goals off by halftime. Game week 33, played 11 minutes and got booked. My answer, 
thinking of it in terms of who's got the most points through the course of a season, I think Bueno just. Fair enough. For me, yeah, probably go Bueno just, but I feel like it's such a low point ceiling that I don't even really care, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chris, any thoughts? Yeah, I'll, I'll make it a hat trick. We'll go with Bueno as well. Right, cool. Uh, yeah, next one yeah. is from Colin Berger. Uh, what chip in the game would you like to replace? And what would you replace it with? For me, I would get rid of that. So that's his answer. For me, he says he would get rid of the Benchwood chip and have a chip where you can play just one or two defenders, like an yeah, all-out all attack. attack yeah. chip he's yeah. referring to. Um, what um, about you guys? We had the all-out attack chip previously, mm. I think. Yes. We, we did have that in the, in the FPL in years gone by. And it was okay. It was all right. I mean, obviously, you got rid of it because maybe it was a case of people didn't like that one. Mm. I would like to see an unlimited chip, unlimited spend. Yes. That, for me, I've seen that in the, the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. No cap. You yeah. can get whoever you want. And that's it for that game week. And I'd replace probably the triple captain with that. I don't like the triple captain chip. It's such a difficult chip to nail you either do it in the one game week or you do it the second game week and there's either a rotation or the player does well gets subbed it's such a tricky chip i mean if harland hadn't scored last night you know it would have been a failure then it'd have been a failure yeah Yeah, i think it was 24 points he was on at that point before he scored and he's ended up being on what he's on and and you know that's what i mean it's such a difficult chip to nail i do like the bench boost even though that is tough but you can get away with the bench boost if you set yourself up for the doubles with players who have double fixtures and use your bench boost. It can be really effective. I think we've seen people who've used bench boost this week have managed to do well with the doubles. So, yeah, free hit, I like as well. I can't yeah. deny that. I think the free hit, it's almost like a refreshing chip, isn't it? When things are quite kind of going wrong or you've got a blank or you've got a double, it can be really, really useful. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with my guns. I think triple captain, get rid of that and give us an unlimited spend and we can all go crazy, whoever we want to get. How's that? I'll write six lines on this. I'll be more inclined adding another chip to the game. I'd be for bringing the all-out attack chip back or even the captaincy chip once per season where you can put it on your highest-scoring player for the game week. Whoever is the highest, they get double that week. Sometimes you don't get the luck or fortune you may need. Yeah, that 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 also I saw in the World Cup. That was also very interesting. When you have weeks where you just unsure, like everyone's like pretty good captaincy options. I think that's mm-hmm. also a very interesting one. Uh, yeah. For me, I feel like the triple captaincy. I've managed to nearly like this season. I had Rashford. The last season I had Salah. So I feel like it's okay. Like so certain weeks, it kind of makes sense. But sometimes it, it's it's a high variance chip as well. For me, the only thing is, I feel like the bench boost chip is so annoying because you have to plan for the bench boost and you kind of avoid <laughs> like going for other players because of that. So I, I don't really like the bench boost in that specific situation. Um, so I would probably get rid of the bench boost and I'm actually happy with either like the unlimited chip or the um, like best captain for like just put it, play that chip and then the game basically picks your highest scoring player for that week. Yeah, I um, think with the bench boost though, it's so nice looking at your whole fifteen-man squad, like the points. <laughs> is it not? You know what I mean. They all, yes. they all get a game. They all get a game then in one week at least. You know, and you can go okay. But I mean, like it can be disappointing, Cardi. Yeah, I, it was. I think the, me this season. <laughs> yeah, it's so disappointing. You got players with one point, two point. Yeah. You just sat there going, "What was the point?" Yeah, and um, I can understand that. But another interesting one to to tie in, maybe what you guys are saying with the captain. I did think of this one recently, and um, it was. You either have a double captain option. So, for example, you pick two captains in your team, or you could just simplify it and go, okay, your vice captain gets double as well. Yes. So, you have your captain yeah. and your vice basically can both get double points in the yeah. one game week. Then you can remove the triple captainship and do that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah you could. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think that would be quite good because. Yeah realistically i think in one game week you would 100 percent have two players with good fi- great fixtures yep. more than likely to haul you know that sort of thing but i know one thing i do know is that there's a lot of people who play this game mm. who hate the captaincy chip mm. they hate it because it it does mess with the the variance so mm. much because if you don't nail your captain one week 
it can literally just knock you down so much. So I know people aren't a fan. So having a having a double captain thing, people will probably hate. Official you know? FPL. If you're listening here, so many ideas we're giving you. The other one I would say <laughs> is you give your captaincy double and you give your vice captaincy 1.5 of that. Oh. Every, like every week, just to make the vice captaincy relevant. Because we have Haaland now, who's just just default captain at this point. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. why we're yeah. all stuck with like this very compressed like rank and you see huge rank swings because everyone's so tight together. And mm. it's going to happen next season as well, making the captaincy kind of yeah. irrelevant. I think uh, I think the captaincy thing probably is the, the most important thing that needs to change. But it's so simple for them that will they then change it and complicate things. But yeah. that in regards to rank and leagues and things like that, if they did change that in a certain aspect, maybe something you mentioned in there, make the vice captain more relevant or something like that, it would make it more difficult then. It would mm. definitely make it more difficult and trickier. And I think as well as that, it would be a challenge for people. Mm. And I think that's the main thing is that there's a challenge with transfers every week, but the captaincy won nine times out of ten. We've had Perma Salah, Perma yeah. Haaland, you know, Perma Salah probably for a good couple of seasons, if not three seasons. Yeah. And it's just so easy for people, isn't it, Ryan? Yeah. Fair enough. It makes it yeah. more simpler for the casual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so one final question from Andrew I should ask this otherwise he'll ask me why I didn't ask it which was <laughs> if someone gets in your face and shouts at you should you be allowed to punch them in the face wow. uh, can I ask where did this joke come from exactly uh, so I think this was in related to Planet FPL where Suj was talking about it and that was in related to Klopp running at the fourth official and pulling his hamstring um, after Jota scored Oh, yeah, sorry, that's fun. So, um, yeah, I would keep it. <laughs> but can you repeat that again, Chaz? Well, would would yeah, you punch him? You'll punch him. Okay, fair enough. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> don't know. I, you know what? I watched this clip. Um, I, I was just sat there laughing my head off, you know, because so she was like, I, I couldn't tell if it was like he was trying to put a thing on where he was being serious or he was joking and it kind of got to the point where he almost then like convinced himself, well, yeah, I actually, you know, I actually would do it. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's a no all day. You can't, you know, anyone with a bit of common sense knows that if someone confronts you, I mean, imagine how many people get punched in the face for one, <laughs> you know, imagine how much fighting and violence there'd be left, right and centre. Um, and I think that composure... And I think this ties into general life and obviously sport as well. Composure um, and professionalism is one of those things that you need to show. Um, you know, but then again, people—it's a—it's a free country and all that business. You know, if people want to do something, you know, be my guest, go and do it. It's just that some there might be some consequences. Um, yeah, fair enough. So yeah, I thought it was quite funny. It was a funny clip, and I thought just imagine a world where we could just. Yeah, just punch decide, someone okay, just because it's yeah. Let's do it. Most people just thought, okay, yeah, yeah, we can do it. Um, but not for not for me, not yeah. for me. Me, yeah. I, I, I'll be like you. Like I'll just I wait. I'll just ignore. But like if they come to actually like punch you, then they're getting it. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, if you're willing to give it, yeah. you should be able to take it also. Yeah, um, I think that's the thing. I think I think for me, if there's contact. Yeah, then you've got then to be it's prepared. Yeah, the, so I'm not going to just sit and engage. Yes. You know what I mean? It's it's gloves up, yeah. then, isn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. But you know, and this is coming from someone whose whose brother was a was a boxer as well. Um, uh, was a you know a professional boxer and so on, and it's a similar situation. Mm. It, you know, these people who train in combat sports and this that and the other. If someone attacks them or confronts them on the street, they just all of a sudden you know fold them <laughs> in one move, or yeah. you know what I mean. Like they could quite easily do that. They've got the capability, but but nine times out of ten, these people don't do this because you know, like I say, there's that thing of okay, unless they put a hand on me, then they're getting some. But if not, you know, we just we just tell them to go away and shut up, basically. Yeah, fair enough. All right. So just for our view, uh, for our listeners, this is indeed an FPL podcast. But thank you to Andrew <laughs> for a non-FPL related <laughs> question. Yeah, um, yeah. Cool. So that's it. Thank you for your time today. Do you have anything to plug? Yes, we do. It's a plug. Chaz loves plugging. Go on. All right. Well, I've got plugs on my wall, but the actual plug is for Chris Marcel, 
and a few others podcasts in the FPL Addicts podcast. And we would have started at the start of this year where we do one each week. We preview the upcoming game week. We give our captaincy corner. We do a review. We look at the key points out of each game week. Plus rev. And chat absolute nonsense as well. <laughs> yeah, we just talk nonsense. That's about it. That's FPL Addicts podcast. We've got an episode tomorrow night at this time. So please tune in. That would be appreciative, which means more time consumed within my hotspot. Fair enough. And yeah, these guys, their handles will be in the description as well. So go hit the, hit a follow on Twitter as well. Um, and that's FPL Addicts on YouTube. And then you can also find me on Twitter at Ryan underscore MS28 and youtube.com slash football chat box for a deadline stream. So make sure to check that out as well. Thank you to Chaza and Chris. Um, so that's it for this week's Scout the Game Week. We'll be back after Game Week 35 and looking ahead to